0: And we are back to discuss the last two episodes and the entire season in general for The Last of Us. Preston, how have you been enjoying the show so far? Pretty good.
1: Yeah, no, it's it, it, it's pretty good. It it ended on a on a fairly strong episode. Um, I you know I still kind of feel like the start of the season was stronger than the than the than the middle or the end. But um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I quite I quite enjoyed it. I think what the the series lives and dies on the performances of, of Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. And they do, they both do a really great job, you know, and, uh, by the end, like, you know, you, you see the emotion, um, in their faces and you feel what they're feeling. And that's what, you know, and that's what makes it great. It's just that those performances and really feeling what those, what those characters are feeling, you know, um, because the events of the of the show, who cares you know it's some it's some shooting like it's, it's the same thing right like the two of them meet somebody shitty they try those shitty people try to kill them, and then they get away right like that, <laughs> rinse rinse repeat right mm-hmm. yeah um because it's a video game right you you've got to get into like shooting area you've got to get into your danger and your threat and then and then at the end you know, but um. Yeah, no, no, there's some really some really great performances and real, really, uh, real, you know, um, heartfelt moments. A lot of, lot of, lot of dark stuff. A lot of dark shit. Stuff that stuff that makes you want to cry. Stuff that puts a frog in your throat. You know. So for you know, like for the is a really good series for a zombie show, not a
0: zombie show. Um, mm. There weren't a lot of zombies slash infected. I know that we saw right, one, but that is one. all. That
1: is zombie show like all zombies are, zombie stuff is like that, right? Yeah, but at
0: the same time, I, I'm glad we kind of didn't because it, it it reminds me of the Dawn of the Dead, the 2004 zombies. These things run at you and they're crazy and they're unpredictable and they like yeah. swing wildly. It's not the Walking Dead zombies where they, you know, speed run. These are yeah. like crazy, like insane blah, blah 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 type of zombies and they're also super zombies?
1: I recently I recently saw a review of cocaine bear. And they were like, you know, for a movie about a cocaine bear, the cocaine bear does not appear as as much as you'd think. You mm. know, for a movie called Cocaine Bear. And the reason for it is that the cocaine bear is CGI, and every second that that CGI cocaine bear is on screen, that's a lot of money, right? Um and so I think with a lot of zombies they don't want to do the makeup you know, that's the expensive part. And so, uh, especially these zombies who, who look incredible, right. And the makeup for them is insane. I mean, it's one thing to just do a walking dead zombie where it's like a regular person going, you know, and then Michonne slices him up and that's, you know, but here you've got to do all of the, all of the crazy fungus makeup and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And not to mention there are super zombies. So
0: this is the type of stuff you see in the Left 4 Dead video game where you have the bloater, the witch and you know this and that. Um there are we we saw we actually did see a bloater, a big giant one in the episode 5 in yeah. in Kansas City. And then we also saw the clickers. Um and yeah, uh it also makes sense in a realistic way that people are avoiding certain areas where all these infected are. So cuz yeah. cuz they because it's not like The Walking Dead where nine times out of, t- of ten, your encounter with a zombie, y- you'll come out alive. This is a toss-up because you don't know what they're going to do. They're very fast. They're unpredictable. It- it's just best to avoid them altogether than try to clear out a herd or whatever, you know, like they do in The Walking mm-hmm. Dead. But for the most part, um very, very faithful to the video game. Uh Let's get into episode eight and I'll read the synopsis here. Yeah. So, when we last left off, it was essentially Joel gets stabbed, and Ellie is trying to care for him. So, in episode 8, Ellie leaves Joel, who is still recovering, to hunt for food. After shooting a deer, she tracks the wounded animal and encounters a preacher, a man named David, and his fellow hunter, James. Fun fact, I believe James is played by Troy Baker, who voices Joel in the video game.
1: Um, ah, yeah, okay. We've been they seeing do, a lot they of do that. Love bringing back, they do love bringing back the... The voice actors for other roles, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. You'll see this again um, in
0: episode 9. But, um, she trades the deer for penicillin. Dav- David reveals the man who stabbed Joel was a member of his group. Ellie leaves to treat Joel. The next day, she discovers David and his men have followed her to seek vengeance on Joel. She flees to draw them away, but is captured. At David's camp, he reveals he has been feeding his group human flesh Meanwhile, Joel awakens Mm. and tortures some of David's men into telling him Ellie's whereabouts. David and James attempt to kill Ellie, but she kills James and escapes. David hunts her down and tries to assault her, but she overpowers him and kills him with a meat cleaver. Joel finds a traumatized Ellie outside the cult's burning community center and comforts her, calling her baby girl, which we have not heard that since the first episode. Yeah, with Maeve's daughter. Mm, Yeah, with this. (laughs)
1: You kill me every time when you do that, but no, you're right. <laughs> um, now, here's here's the funny thing, because like I say, if plot holes and and ridiculous things in the plot, you forget about it. If it's a good story and there's good acting and it's and everything's put together, you know, it's directed well and the editing's you know good and all of that. Like, there's so many like little plot thre- like little plot holes where you're like where you're like, wait a minute, like they're cannibals right or they're being forced into cannibalism like how many people are dying you know like one every week you know that doesn't add that much like their group was like 200 people like you know like the amount of meat on one person is not significant you know enough to like yeah, yeah it's just it's like these weird things like that where i'm just like wait one body like that's, there's not enough meat on one body for, to even like bother going into cannibalism. The cannibalism, it's like, it's like you've got like, it's like the people from alive, you know, like they they need to survive a certain number of small number of days. And there's, and there's just a few of them. And therefore, um, using, eating a body is going to get them through those few days. These people are, are trying to deal with months or years alone. And there's hundreds of them. Like cannibalism doesn't apply, but like, but whatever,
0: you know, I'm assuming it, like, it's also being like added, like the, the deer, like they're also hunting for deer and other stuff. right? But I mean,
1: it must be, but the then mix. it's like these, these little supplements, you know, like don't really matter too much, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. Um, but what, you know, whatever. Also, also, I think there's a scene where I think um, Trey uh, posted, uh, tweeted about it. He's like, where they, they he orders two men to like drag the horse back to camp, and it's like, no, no, that's not happening, because <laughs> it's like camp is like five miles away, and it's two guys and a horse, like, no. You're not getting that horse back. <laughs> uh, but ignoring that, ignoring that. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was a really neat kind of episode because, um, you know, Ellie has to fend for herself, and you keep thinking they're really building this tension. Like, oh, Joel's gonna save her. Joel's gonna save her, and Joel doesn't save her. She has to save herself and uh that's that's kind of a cool thing uh, the whole episode you're flashing back to Joel being like oh man he's gonna he's gonna make it he's gonna make it he's gonna make it and then uh and then he doesn't you know it kind of reminded me of Westworld where there there was also like a beat the clock thing and then you find out that that no they like he failed years ago. <laughs> like it was just like the beat the clock thing was a fake out. So, you know, I, I really, you know, I liked the fake out. I liked the fake out that you think Joel's going to save her, but, but he doesn't, you know, um, and it, you know, it was a. I I guess I, you know, I wanted to know more about this cult. It was, it was, uh, there was some really good acting and uh, it, I, I would have really liked to know more about the dynamic between the characters and everything. Like the, the cannibalism is kind of the least interesting part about him you know, but, um, uh, all the other things going on, like how this one guy became their leader and what they see in him, um, and his hidden violence behind kindness, like that kind of stuff was fascinating. We could have spent a long time on that guy. Um, but, uh, you know, it was really, it was really quite rushed, but, um, but it was good. It was good
0: so in the video game um, th- uh, they actually cut out some fillery stuff after Ellie is treating with him after killing the deer it's him and Ellie alone for quite a long time and while they're waiting for the yeah. guy to come back with a penicillin infected attack so Ellie and David in the video game have to fight side by side back to back against infected who just keep coming and they just have to fend them off so there is quite a bit of filler cut out uh, there are some people- you know that
1: that explains a lot. What do you mean? Because Dave, well, David's like David risks a lot um, for his love or infatuation with Ellie, and how he gets to the point where he's willing to risk everything to bone this this uh, this girl um, it seems a little seems a little sudden in the show. Like why? what does he see in Ellie? You know, this girl that like held him up with a gun, you know, I could see if there was a more like traumatic, emotional time where they're fighting together, I could see them like him, like rapidly uh, acquiring feelings for her rather than in, in, in the show. He just kind of, kind of comes out of nowhere. He's, you know, he's, he, he keeps her alive and everybody's like, why don't we just kill her? We've got too many mouths to feed. She's really dangerous. And he's like, no, she's got to be alive, you know? And it's like he fell in love with her over the course of, of you know, of, of a few words with each other, like, you know, over or a few hours. Well, if there was some sort of big traumatic emotional fight, I could I could understand it a little more. You're right mm. in the sense where I would understand
0: if his group was just all men. Or if his group was just all adults mm. and he was just like a pedophile and she was the only little girl he's seen in a long time and, right. and all that, but there in his but, group, all,
1: but there were girls, there were all sorts mm-hmm. in his in his cult. Yeah, there's a there's you a know. bit of
0: controversy, by the way, with the character of David, in the sense where in the game we don't know that he's a preacher; he's just the guy. Um, but in the show, they made him, you know, a Christian type of character, and, uh, the guy who mm. plays Dwight Schrute from The Office, I believe his name is, uh, Rain Wilson, he yeah. actually came out recently, he's, like, he he's not really complaining, but he is pointing out that a lot of the religious characters we've been seeing from Hollywood nowadays have, like, this creepy, gross side to it.
1: Yeah, but, you know, I, I, I've also, like, even though I've met a lot of, uh, uh, I've met a lot of, um preachers in my in my life. And uh, even though I don't agree with them politically, I can say that a lot of them are really nice people. And And the reason they become preachers is because they want to help people. And they feel like they have a talent for for like inspiring people, either in a motivational speaking sort of way, or just getting someone through depression. Like, I feel like they go into it with good motives. And so it is really weird that there's such a trope of Oh this person that really wants to help people is actually really corrupt. Um and I don't think it's just preachers. I think they do it with a lot of like ch- like they'll show a charity worker of some sort in, in in a show and it's like oh he's not really in it for to to help people. He's in it for himself. He's in it cuz he's a creep. I th- I think it might just be like I mean I'm sure it's a little bit of the religion stuff too but like there there is a trope of like anyone that actually wants to help is is creepy stranger danger, you know? So I think it's a bit of that. I mean, most, most preachers I've met in my life have been really fucking nice people. Like really nice, you know? Um, of course it's their job to be nice. It's their job to be personable. It's their job to like, you know, try to connect with people it's also their job to be understanding
0: there's this guy i game with uh, this guy out of oklahoma this guy bear um he uh he's actually going to do a job where he's going to be in charge of a lot of that type of stuff in a church and uh, he's one of the, the most nicest understanding well read well educated guys i've met and uh yeah uh this tweet here from this one person sums it up pretty nicely and they say um I say this as a Christian. Maybe if more people saw a loving and kind Christian in their lives, that would be represented on screen. But today's corporate Christianity is given over to angry people who only preach what they personally hate <clears throat> instead of sharing and practicing love. That's a uh, that's so yeah. true. So
1: yeah, I mean, it's it's not that there aren't extremist preachers or, or whatever, but I actually found that most preachers were sometimes the most moderate in the flock because they needed to appeal to the most people right you know and when you actually like new like if you have a church of 100 people and the preacher is the most extreme they're gonna lose you're gonna lose half the flock but if he's in the middle you know he's gonna get people on both sides he's gonna get the people that are more conservative him that more conservative than him that tolerate him you're gonna get the people that are more liberal than him that tolerate him you know, if he's if he's to one extreme, he's going to lose people. So, I, you know, I also find that like preachers themselves are not are usually not crazy, like you know, crazy to one to one uh, degree. Or if they are, they really keep it to themselves. You know, and put a, and put a public face forward. You know, so I don't know. It's weird. It's weird though. Like we find ourselves like defending preachers. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're right. It's a, it is a crazy. It is a trope. It's a total trope that like you know these the the uh the the corrupt preacher the corrupt the corrupt caregiver of some sort like you know you know who else i'm sure people are really upset with mm. um people that work at people that work at say in uh like insane asylums or old folks homes right aren't they always portrayed as abusing the the patients
0: yeah i
1: i remember um what, what comes
0: to mind the moment you say that is that scene from terminator 2 where sarah connor is in the insane yeah. asylum and the guy is yeah
1: mm-hmm. but i think it's also like ben stiller i think is that role in like a adam sandler movie like he, his grandma's at a oh yeah like, happy gilmore yeah mm-hmm. but it's like or or i mean one flew over the cuckoo's nest as well right you know. that villain um but, it, it, you know, these people that probably like, but in real life, like this industry, these industries, like they're, they're often filled with people that just that really do care about these people and want to help them. Like I said, I had, a, I had a friend who who worked at a, a home for, um, for, um, mentally, um, challenged individuals and, you know, he just really wanted to help people like, and he was interested in like doing, doing charity work, um, uh, and so, yeah, it, and it's weird because I, cause you know how I, 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 remember telling the story, like they had a, they had a problem at the, at the home because randos off the street, um, were coming in and impregnating some of the women and, you know, they, every month they, they all of a sudden found that one of their patients was, was uh, one of the people at the home was pregnant and then they'd, you know, have to deal with the situation. You, you usually, you know usually the situation would end with an abortion, but like it was always just a problem. Like, Oh man, you know, you know, Mary's pregnant, you know? But I remember after telling that story, I checked my comments. My comments were filled with comments that are like, I bet people at the home, I bet people like working there were, were having sex with them. I bet people were like working there were doing it. And it's like, (sighs) like, like that was like, I think we're just built in media to like mistrust people. Like, like, any caregiver, anybody that wants to help is actually, is actually evil. It's funny that you say
0: that. Um, you know who's been getting flagged for just wanting to help and using his wealth to help? Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast is that, uh, incredibly popular and very wealthy mm. YouTuber who just helped like a thousand people, I think, gain eyesight through like a simplistic surgery that mm. cost like a hundred bucks or something. And, uh, the moment he did this, Everyone's like, what's his game? Well, he's making money from the videos. Well, yes, he, of course, he has to make money from sure. the videos. His wealth doesn't come from nowhere. And I find it funny how we always bitch how people like Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, uh, Bezos aren't using their wealth to help the planet. But I, I this is kind of why. Like, why help people when all you assholes are gonna do is just, question the reason why and
1: yeah like, i mean with mr beast i mean it's a game show like i, I don't think there's anything no
0: no this wasn't there's, a game I show this there's is just him wrong.
1: doing it and recording it no no but it, it's effectively a game show right it's like random acts of charity like a game show is a random act of charity right it's the same sort of for entertainment value mm, yeah i guess that by that definition yeah you could argue that you know so so i mean he's just running a game show which i don't think is you know I think it's kind of just morally, I think it's kind of morally neutral. I don't think he's, he's a bad guy. I mean, he could be doing some other form of entertainment that doesn't help people, you know, <laughs> like, so I guess it's better than, it's certainly better than nothing, you know? He, he's, he's literally helping people. So, um, you know, so, I, yeah, I, I, I don't think there's anything to criticize is what I'm saying. Um, but it's funny. Yeah. But you're right that like helping people doesn't, make people like you but that's not i guess that's not why you should be helping people you know it's not like people getting um social security checks are like thank you government i love you and not like people that get food stamps are like thank (laughs) you government they they, like never it doesn't endear anybody right the the act you the act is still a good act by itself so (laughs) you know so you do it you do it not because you want people to like you you do it just because you do it. It's a good thing to do. Yeah.
0: But uh, in regards to The Last of Us, I think episode 8 is the only episode I felt that they didn't rush. Um, could have been a little longer mm. and added more, sure. But I think this is the only episode that like had a, like, a very good pace in contrast to the video game. The only fillery part that they took out, which was David and Ellie fighting back-to-back against the infected, um, I was okay with that being left out. But for the most part, I think this episode was actually very, very well done, very good, very faithful. Do you get to
1: control David, or are you controlling Ellie? You're controlling Um, Ellie throughout
0: the entirety of it.
1: And then he's just kind of running around shooting people,
0: too. Uh, You also control Joel towards uh, the parts where Ellie is in prison, but uh, for the most part, it's actually very faithful.
1: No, I'm saying like like what what is David do? is David like under your control at all? No, 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 like no he's a, not like a background character running around shooting stuff. He's a
0: background character helping you like shoot the infected when you're playing as Ellie. And funny enough, someone actually yeah. uh, commented that um, someone went through the game files and in the original Last of Us game, uh, David was a preacher, but for some reason his lines of him like being religious didn't make it into the game. So him being a preacher is actually canon in the game and the show. So. Huh, interesting. It's a whole, it's a whole mm-hmm. thing. But uh, for the most part, episode eight, I actually liked it a lot. I think it's probably one of the best episodes of the season. Uh, for a season that's been pretty good so far, I think it's one of the highlights.
1: Yeah, I mean, the you know the performance of the performance of David in that. I, I mean, I think the performance of David is really great. Um, I think and I think Ellie did a really great job too. So uh, Bella Ramsey did a really great job too. Um, Pedro Pascal isn't really in it like not if not not really but him <laughs> I mean, being some people. him being brutal yo he can do that like he yeah. can turn that on easily i yeah and it starts making sense now now that you're like you know cuz you keep hearing these stories from his brother like we did bad things dude we did bad things and then all of a sudden you 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 understand like who Joel is you know um um yeah that he's 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 actually kind of not a good person. <laughs> so. Well, speaking of him not
0: being a good person, let's get into episode nine in a flashback. Yeah, episode nine. Ellie's mother Anna, who is played by the actress that voices Ellie in the video game Ashley Johnson, I believe.
1: Um, Ellie's yeah, I know her as the attic kid for for growing pains. That's uh, um, you know, so so you, you um, when 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 a. Back in the 80s and 90s, when a sitcom went long enough, usually sitcoms had, had a mom and dad and three kids. And that, that was like the standard sitcom family. But eventually the show would go long enough that they're like, fuck, how, what are we, we going to do to keep viewers in? I know, let's, let's have them have a fourth kid. Uh-uh. And so this is a common plot. Like a fourth kid arrives in the family. And so she was the fourth kid in the uh, Seaver family in Growing Pains, really have the baby, and then and then the next season she's five years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Didn't the Brady Bunch do this? I feel like it, I never watched the Brady Bunch, but I, I still know of
1: it. Isn't that wasn't that their jump the shark moment? Their 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 add a kid was like the na- was like a neighbor, yeah. And then like Cowsby Show added a kid like four times. Um, sometimes they add a kid, you know, a couple times, uh, different strokes. They added the, they added the redhead kid from Terminator 2. Mm. Um, um, the guy from uh, Salute My Shorts, you know, um, you know, it, it's just, it's always the thing. I mean, family ties adds the fourth kid. Like every, you know, there's always this fourth kid, you know, like, but yeah, but she was the fourth kid. She, I guess she was also in uh, Avengers was she an avengers? She the waitress at the Oh end. right 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 right. She's the wait she was the waitress at the end, yeah. I was making fun of I was making fun of um that that scene cuz I think I think that scene is really really stupid. Like it it's Blade, right? Like, so you 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 messaged me about this. Uh,
0: explain that yeah. one to me. What do you mean Blade? I'm not f- too familiar with the, the movie.
1: <laughs> so the origin story of Blade the superhero is his mother was bitten by a vampire while she was pregnant. And so when he was born, he has all of the uh, advantages of the vampire, but none of their weaknesses. Because, you know, when you bite a pregnant woman, it's special. And I think that also happens in Twilight. I think she's bitten while pregnant, and therefore her child is not a vampire or a werewolf, or a or a human. She's like something else that's special. Like it's this it's this random trope of like biting pregnant women, <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't make any sense for me. Because in regards to a vampire,
0: if you are gonna bite someone, why not just kill them off? Why leave them alive? And, and in regards to well, it is
1: explained in the movie. In the movie, it's explained that he was he was she was kept a, like. Uh, I'm gonna spoil Blade. You've never, you haven't seen Blade with I've Steven seen it. I, I saw
0: it in the, in the in the theaters with uh, Wesley Snipes, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Spoiler for a thirty thirty year old movie, but like, he she's kept alive because the dude like keeps her as his lover, and so like you find out that Stephen Dorf's been like banging Blade's mom for like for like thirty years. Hmm. That they're like together. Yeah.
0: I yeah, I don't remember this the, at all. The, the only thing I remember yeah. being weird about that movie is it's one of the very few movies where the main like two leads are a man and a woman, and they end the film not even kissing, just being friends and just walking off like without even so much as like a hug, just walk off. They agree to like keep fighting, and that's it. You know what I am talking about? They end in that
1: movie. I do, I do. Though I think um, Commando also there there is no there is no actual romance between. characters it's like there's implied there's like this implied sexual tension between them but they never do anything right huh yeah but yeah
0: but uh no so ellie's mother anna is bitten by an infected and she gives birth to ellie she's found by marlene who hesitantly takes ellie and kills anna at the latter's request in the present, Firefly soldiers capture Ellie and knock Joel unconscious. After Joel awakens in the hospital, Marlene explains that the doctors are preparing Ellie for surgery to produce a cure, but the procedure will kill her. Marlene orders Joel to be taken away. However, he fights back and kills most of the soldiers and the Yes, yeah. now surgeon. they never
1: say they never say that she's gonna die, but it's implied. Yeah. It's implied that she's gonna die. Uh,
0: Joel finds Ellie and leaves the hospital. Marlene intercepts them, stating that there's still time to find a cure, but Joel shoots her and kills her. When Ellie wakes up, Joel lies and tells her that the Fireflies have found other immune people and were unable to create a cure. As they hike to Jacksonville, Ellie expresses survivor's guilt. She insists Joel swear his story about the Fireflies is true, and he says yes, to which she accepts his words. So, there was so much controversy with this ending, because it ends exactly Mm. the same way. Mm -hmm. Um yeah there was so much controversy with uh the ending when the game came out. like it was he in the right to do this? Like are you really going to doom humanity just to save one person?
1: yeah, mm. I mean it, it's 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 interesting because when i when watching the inside of the episode and everything and how they interpret it and how many people interpret it, like the firefly's certainty that they can open up her brain and save humanity. Is treated like a hundred percent, you know, like right when when if I were in that situation, I'd be like, I'd be like, wait, come on, you're you're killing her for like a chance, like a slim chance that like a cure can be, but isn't that a chance like worth taking? Developed.
0: Um, this thing has <sighs> ravaged the entire country. If there's a chance that we can maybe turn things around, maybe.
1: Well, well, at well, least here, here's the thing. Here's the thing that truly makes Joel in the wrong is that is that like killing one person to to allow thousands to live um is already something that like is probably the right thing to do. But but draconian, you know, it's a little dark, like, you know, because it's against somebody's will. And like that's be like but. This situation's even like worse for Joel because Ellie would have chosen to sacrifice herself for everybody else. Mm-hmm. She wanted to fulfill her destiny and and play this role. She didn't really like living. She's kind of depressed. She she's she's you know, she she would be the type of person to to want to help everybody. She feels this is her like her mission, you know? Um, and Joel takes that away from her. And 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 so like, I feel like Ellie would have willingly killed herself for to 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 save humanity. Um, my, my question is because
0: this is not answered in the game either. Do they not explain to yeah. Ellie the procedure before she undergoes the surgery, like? Cause they have to have no. run tests on her beforehand and come to the conclusion that we have to do this.
1: Oh, I mean, the situ the situation is ultra contrived. Like yeah. Joel just happens to wake up at that moment, and then at that moment they decide to like free him. Um and he's able to like find her. I mean, it's super contrived. Like just just lock, keep him in handcuffs for, for, like, the next, like, two hours. Like, you don't need to take him out now. Like, let's – like, just, it's, it's ridiculous. But at the know? same time,
0: how are we supposed to know that he's gotten an attachment to this girl? As far as Marlene knows, this was just another job for him. She knows him as this guy who does not give a fuck. And, like, once again, as far as she knows, as far as Marlene knows, Joel is just a guy who did his job, wants his pay, wants to get out of there. There's no way that he, that she would know that he has grown this attached to Ellie. There's no way that she would know about his adventures. So at, at the same time, there's really I no just, way to I, keep him know, locked.
1: I, I, I see your, I see your point. But at the same time, like, this is, this is, this is a, this is something that's really fucking important. You know, it's like not taking it. Like, I wouldn't take it. Like, if I had to do something really important, I'm not going to take any phone calls. Like, leave me be like, you know, it's just it's an unnecessary distraction to do this at a really, really important, vital time. Like, I'm surprised Marlene wasn't up there. Like, I'm surprised everybody wasn't up there, you know, watching the surgeon, making sure everything goes right. You know, you're talking about the fate of humanity, right? Right. (laughs) You know, like. You you leave four people in an unlocked room. Even even ignoring Joel, like what about Raiders? What about Clickers? Like anything, anything. So
0: they kind of um explain. They they kind of like they don't explain it, but they show it. Um, and I hate to be the George R. Martin of this podcast, but in the game, um, when Joel the, the game <laughs> this this is a section in the game where you have to escape and you have to take out all the Marines, not random guys in in rat and rags and, yeah. and like you know ak-47s actual u.s marines are in the like the building with tactical gear and they are protecting like every floor you have to like really fight your way through this joel i find it insane like it's i feel what you said about um mando season two finale where they're just like mowing down stormtroopers and how, like, yeah. the, how ridiculous that was. That started ringing in my head when this, cause he's just mowing people down. Really? No one can get like one shot, two what? shots on him? Everyone knows where he's coming from. We can hear the gunshots. Really? All these what? fireflies? This is, the, this is the,
1: this is the firefly headquarters, right? Yeah. You know, like, they're, they're not, they're gonna, they're gonna hear that you're, yeah, it is like a video game where where you kill somebody and the, and the, the 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 AI is looking the other direction so he doesn't notice, you know. And, like,
0: <laughs> and we know, you know they're so well armed. Like, uh, they have like flash grenades that they used on Joel. Where where are those flash grenades? Yeah. that worked
1: the first time. <laughs> it's true, but why why even why even bring him into the same? The same hospital. Like, why even have him anywhere near? Once again, there's it's no just, reason just un- to, like,
0: not do it's that. It's just
1: an unnecessary risk. There's no reason no, not to. Like, like, the entire situation is absolutely contrived. And and when you examine it, it's ultra stupid. Also, like, Marlene has now traveled across the country. Why didn't she take the... Why didn't she just take Bella Ramsey? Why didn't she just take Ellie? This is fucking stupid. you know like... <laughs> Oh well,
0: because I think she, it's a, it's
1: mar- I think she traveled
0: like a large caravan, and that would have drawn too much attention. So she needed someone who was good at smuggling, like Joel. And I guess Joel has that type of reputation that gets the job done. And it was just going to be Joel and Tess and and Bella Ramsey. Therefore, liana Mormont. Therefore, like they could easily three people traveling across the country. I'm sure Joel has his contacts, which he did. So. Um, There's a reason Marlene trusted Joel for the job. And, like, I get it. It's contrived. But, like I said, there's no reason to keep him locked up. If anything, she should have offered him pay.
1: Just, just, but just, just wait. You know, just wait. (laughs) It's just, you don't know. You just don't know. Like, look, if I have to do something really important, do I want my toddler around? No, like, (laughs) he probably won't do anything. He has no reason to do anything. But it's a fucking toddler. Like, it's Joel. Like, this guy's a murderer.
0: Yeah, I know what's
1: going on in this crazy mind.
0: Um, I will say my one problem with this episode was that it was too short. This really should have been. I'm so, I was actually very surprised when I was watching it, and I'm, I'm looking at the bottom of the screen. I'm like, oh, this is only like 45 minutes, not even because mm-hmm. some of it is credits yeah. and all that. So yeah, I'm uh that this this entire show really should have been at least 10 to 12 episodes because by the end of the entirety of it. I'm st- I'm still very iffy on, like, <clears throat> Joel and Ellie's relationship. Because if we go back and analyze yeah. it, the first two episodes, they're still strangers. They don't really know each other that well. The third episode is Bill and Frank. Mm-hmm. Episode four and five, Kansas City stuff, okay. Six, Um, at episode six, we know that it's been quite a few months since the Kansas City stuff. So they have gotten to know each other, okay. But we don't see that. And then most off-screen. of... Right. Off screen. Off screen. So yeah. six is most of, like it's them still hanging out kind of Joel realizing he's gotten a little close to her seven. It's just like Ellie's flashback eight. It's mostly Ellie and now nine it's them again together and they get <clears> to spend <throat> some time together. The giraffe scene I told you about, which by the way, yeah. not a CGI giraffe, a real giraffe.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because, because I've actually, you know, I fed real giraffes too. Um, they You know, they really could have, they could have, stuck their hand in there a little more. Um <laughs> Like, I, what, no, I'm serious. Like giraffes will take their tongue and like, just start licking you because you're covered in salt and like grabbing and grab stuff. And like, and you know, gir- you know giraffes are relatively safe creatures, you know, but like, you know, she was just kind of, she was just kind of holding stuff in that giraffe and just kind of nipping it away. And, but yeah, it was a cool, it was a cool scene. But The, um, But you are right that they do jump to all of a sudden – like, all of a sudden, he's like – he's like, what was he like? Do you want to learn how to swim and stuff like that? And he was a completely different person. And that connection with him and Ellie happens – off screen right in like, the game it's earned it together. <laughs> because you're
0: fighting <laughs> yeah. these, mu- these fucking raiders and these infected and it's you know the right. time is taken as Ellie and Joel are, are like walking through like city blocks and ruined buildings and stuff which we don't see in the show but it's in the game you know they do have these little conversations in it's also implied that after the whole thing with David from episode 8 in the game like the, just you know going through the Firefly headquarters towards the very last part of it like I can I can feel and hear and See that Ellie, after spending time with her for fucking hours in this thing, I can see that she is like that situation yeah. has visibly changed her and her demeanor and
1: everything is just like she is not the same person after <laughs> David. Yeah, you know, had they had, I think they they needed to shift some of those important conversations a little earlier. You know, like him him revealing his suicide, him revealing that he had a daughter. Um, he, he you know he needed to shift those a little. A little earlier for that, you know, t- for them to be uh, really more attached and comfortable with each other because it does happen to kind of all at once, you know. Um, so, and well, all at once for us, like, yes, like timeline wise, we don't see them for months, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but all we got is them, like, you know, doing some pun jokes and 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 fighting zombies, and um, and then and then he reveals that he had a daughter and that he tried to kill himself and then he then he just then he just murders dozens of people <laughs> and dooms humanity <laughs>
0: Like I said, I really think they should have uh, bit the bullet and gone at least 12 episodes. At least 12 episodes. <coughs> which is funny because yeah. the show was very faithful to the games. In fact, I think this is probably the most faithful adaptation of a video game we've ever gotten. With the exception mm-hmm. of the 90s Mortal Kombat right, film.
1: Almost, I would almost argue that it's too faithful. <laughs> I would argue that it's too faithful. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Cuz I keep saying cause I keep saying like oh they needed a couple more stops, a couple more adventures to allow the characters and the, to allow the the friendship and the and the father-daughter relationship to to like grow and bloom, right? We needed a couple mo- we needed just a couple more adventures. I think I would have been happy. Had there been like one more adventure between the cult and Marlene at the end there and one more adventure between like kansas city and montana okay i would have i would have been 100 percent satisfied with like the development of their their relationship but we you know we just it was just a little too a little too little too short you know i mean it's still great still great performances and it was still i still think this is like a it's a, you know, it's a, the show, the show for the most part, it's a nine out of ten show. It's great. It's great. I actually
0: agree with you. Well, yeah. That, that would be my one criticism that it's a little too, uh, short when it comes yeah. to the, the budding relationship between the two leads. Other than that, everything has been fucking phenomenal. This, the music was good. The, the makeup stuff mm-hmm. was good. Uh, even though there weren't a lot of inspections, special effects
1: were fantastic. Special effects were good. Um, and all the, all the, all the, all uh, the, the other cast like every cast person that they pull in uh, and and their and their story and it's just heart wrenching and you really feel for for all of these characters that they meet, that they, they meet along the way. I mean it was um yeah, it was that was great. It was great. Like we we just wanted more. Yeah. Um but but not to do now now Carmine has has told me the spoilers for sees for for series 2 which I kind of understand now why they took the plot of I'm not without saying anything. Like I understand why, where they, why they take the plot, where it, where it goes for, 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 um, for the second game. I, by the way, I like went onto Facebook and my buddy has a picture of him with Peter Pascal. Uh, <laughs> well, it's in 2019 mm. where uh, he went to see Peter Pascal in King Lear Oh, he was and in King Lear. He was like Peter, pa- uh, so, yeah, he um, he he went to see Peter Pascal uh, doing doing some stage in King Lear, and Peter Pascal came out and he said that he begged me to get a selfie with him, like to, as a joke. He like sees him. He's like, dude, dude. You have to. We have to get a selfie together. <laughs> like you know, and he's like, oh, okay. And he like gets a selfie with nice, nice. But Pe- yeah. So um, Pedro Pascal seems like like a fun. very
0: chill dude. He seems like a very cool guy. Like he's like the Keanu Reeves of the Hispanic community. He seems very, very chill, very down to earth, and I kind of like that. Oh yeah. I like I like that he's yeah. become that
1: guy. Yeah, you know, he seems like a pretty nice guy. Every interview I've seen him in. Um, and recently I saw him um, on a red carpet where where they were like, oh, uh, Sarah, Sarah Michelle Geller posted about your appearance on Buffy. Um, and he's like, wait, she, she did. He's like, what do you remember about like being on that show? And he's like, oh, everything. And then he's just started telling all of these like really detailed stories about about the one episode that he filmed for Buffy the Vampire Slayer <laughs> 20, 25 fucking years ago. He starts going. And he's like, oh my god! And then I, I I went to Sarah Michelle Gellar's trailer and she she gave me ice cream and and I was actually performing in a play the same day and I had to miss opening night in order to like film. And he's like, you're like, oh my gosh, like all this stuff. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's uh he, he's good at, he's good at what he does good at what he does he's good at what he does and so
0: neil Druckmann, who is the creator of the last of us he said that bella ramsey will be back for season two they're not planning to recast her unless she decides she doesn't want to do this anymore um which okay i still even now like bella ramsey has grown on me sure no problem whatever she's grown on me i'm still just a little iffy but she's grown on me since episode one fine I still don't know about her caring season two because she will be very prominent, of course, as she was in this. But she's she's supposed to be older in season two, so I don't know how that's going to translate. Because I'm pretty sure
1: she's done growing. She's 19. So, mm. um, look, most 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 lot most women are like at their adult height when they're like 13 or 14 years old. Um, so it's not. You know, growing tall is not the thing. It's you know, but you also like. There's a few things. She, she's she is 20 years old, so she's already the age of the character that she's supposed to be in the next game. Right, but but at 19,
0: at 18, 19, she played a 14 year old girl, and she's not going to change much in the next couple of years when they start filming season two. So I find it very
1: weird that she's. The thing is, there's going to be a good year and a half, two years between seasons because this is this is like the new. The new state of of television is that, you know, everybody's used to like these one year um, uh, gaps between seasons. It's like, no, no, now it's like a year and a half is how long it takes to do stuff, you know, because because TV shows are more like movies now. So Right. And um, uh, so
0: we well, because people yeah, keep giving so, me shit for this. What I'm saying is Bella Ramsey has filmed has played Ellie as a 14 year old. And they're going to take a couple of years. It'll probably be two to three years before we get season two. In two to three years, she's not going to look any older and she's not going to look any taller. So it's going to be weird watching 14-year-old Ellie come back and she's supposed to be – she already played 14-year-old Ellie, but nothing has changed in the time skip that we're going to get. And she's still going to look like 14-year-old Ellie doing
1: it like adult stuff with adult – you know, no, you know what I'm saying? She's she's got she's gonna she's gonna look fine. She's gonna look fine. Okay, I want to see this. She, we'll she, be back they're, here. They're gonna do they're gonna do makeup. They're gonna you know pull the <laughs> duct tape off makeup. her breasts and all the things oh. that they do.
0: She actually it, revealed. Oh, by the way, I know people are gonna like. There's gonna be that one person in the comment section. Bella Ramsey goes by they/them pronouns, but she has been very clear that she does not care what pronouns people use for her. So I'm not misgendering like on purpose. I'm not being an asshole. She she does not care um so she said that so whatever but she also revealed that she's been wearing a she wore a binder for most for like at least 90 percent mm-hmm. of the of the filming which
1: okay that's fair that's fine yeah to make her look 14 that's what i'm saying like they, okay. and they, and they, they used to strap them down with duct tape they used to just wrap duct tape i did not know this women's breasts yeah to flatten them out to make them look like like a little kid or something you know so she she did. She wore a binder in order to to hide her curves to make her look more uh, to more to look make her look more like a fourteen year old girl. You know? I was under Very the impression reading the
0: article that she did it because she just does not want to be feminine. Because she, in, in the article, she said that's just not who she is. She's not like a girly type of person. Um, so I, I but that also makes sense too, that she wore a binder for a good chunk of it. Sure. Uh, it's just, uh, like I said, as someone who's played the, the part two, which I actually really like, and some of the things that she has to do and she has to like go, go down with, um, it's just going to be weird to see Bella Ramsey. Like I don't know. Well, we'll see. To me, she's always gonna be Leona Mormont, but we'll see. Just like to you, Sarah will always be Maeve's daughter. So, by the way, that's the name of the character, Sarah, Joel's daughter, the, and the what's did you forget? Her,
1: her, her name's Maeve's daughter. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that was very funny. I by the way, I laughed. Like I was watching with my wife, the last episode with my wife, and Joel makes this the makes the comment like. And this kind of proves that like Joel's just kind of nuts because he's like, yeah no, you know, I think my, my daughter would have liked you, you know, you were very different, but I think you would have been friends. And it's like, it's like, dude, your daughter would be like 34 years old. (laughs) Like she's not going to be friends with a 14 year old. Like, come on. Like, but in his head, I think it was in his head. She's still 14. You know, in his head, she's still 15. And therefore, they'd be friends. But it's like no, like she'd be, she'd be, she'd be a full-grown woman.
0: You're actually, you're actually not wrong. So I, I don't know, yeah. I don't know if the show's any different in regards to age. But in part one, Joel is fifty-one to fifty-two years old. So yes, yeah. you're, you're you're actually not wrong. His last name is Miller, by the way, Joel Miller. So you're saying that Joel's daughter's name is Maeve's daughter Miller. That's the full Maeve's,
1: Maeve's daughter Miller. Uh, Maeve's <laughs> daughter. His daughter. Maeve's the middle name. Daughter. Martell Miller, <laughs> Martell. Um, Which one's the middle name? Is Martell? What's What's Mando's last name? <laughs> Jaren, Jaren, <laughs> Martell Jaren Miller, I believe, is her. Her. It's hyphenated. Oh,
0: I got you. Thank you, Mar-
1: Mar- Martell. <laughs> I I love the memes
0: that like the, the I love the memes that like anytime a TV show that requires like a guy to escort and protect a child, the whole show, Pedro Pascal will be there. He's like Sean Bean at this point. Do you
1: have a lot of incompetent people with guns that are trying to kill a small child, Pedro Pascal is your man. <laughs> <laughs> he will mow down hundreds, hundreds of incompetent <laughs> soldiers. <laughs> For the chosen one. Of course. For the chosen one. When the chosen one find, when the chosen one finds the group they're meant to be with, he will take them away from them again.
0: <laughs> hey, Grogu came back to him, okay? Grogu found his way back to him. I know, I know, I know. Real quick, I I I have to I don't know if I said this before before we sign off. I don't like the way the immunity was just because in the games, it's never outright stated that like this is the reason why Ellie's immune. She's just immune because she's just immune. Here, it's outright stated that she's immune because this sort of complicated because she's blade because she's played. right? Because this she's sort played. of complicated yeah. events happen. By that point, like as the audience, that kind of ruins it because now the audience can just say, "Well, why don't we just replicate this? Why don't we? Why don't we yeah, just I mean, replicate mean- it? That just let's try to replicate it and see what happens." Marlene had to have written it down somewhere. Like, because Marlene witnessed like what happened, and now that Marlene knows that Ellie right. is immune, she can easily put two and two together. And like,
1: I mean, it, well, Marlene's dead now. I'm sure she wrote it would, down um, somewhere. She
0: had to have.
1: Yeah, someone finds it and they're like, oh, all we have to do to save the world is to is to lock a is to lock a pregnant woman in a room and then have an infected biter. You know, that's it. Yeah, like that's. I hate that they explained that. I kind of wanted. I kind of wished Ellie's immunity was just like unknown it's just right or like at least one of the soldiers would have survived and marlene would have explained the whole story to somebody right you
0: well know? to be fair one of the soldiers was there with marlene um when she had to kill anna so
1: yeah. I, I don't know maybe he told some people too I, don't know. I mean it would be big news i'd be like i don't know why the secrecy you know i'd be like dude we figured out how to save humanity lock a pregnant woman in a room <laughs> send in an infected grab the baby you know split open the baby's brain pull out the the cordyceps or whatever it's weird as they didn't give very much time like she was like birthing usually when we think of like like in utero immunity you know you think of like things passing through the the placenta and things like that but yeah, this was like through the umbilical cord or something I don't know. it's just it was so fast uh it, it was like it was an emotional scene it was well you know, it was well acted but the concept was stupid dude. like why why make her blade? why make her blade? yeah just make her immune she's just like that's the thing is she could just be born immune like and then You know, there's something complicated going on in there, you know? For those of you who played the game, you
0: know that this is not a part of the game, but actually it is. According to Neil Druckmann on a podcast, he did say that this was the original intent they wanted for the games, but they never could put it in there. They wanted to put it in like a comic or a novel, but it just never materialized. So this, like Ellie's mom being bitten when she was pregnant, that is technically
1: (laughs) canon. So there it is. But at the same, I mean, I don't know if it's canon. Because the thing is, deleted scenes are deleted for a reason.
0: No, no, he—he he, he that they wanted to do that, like for a comic book or something. But it just never materialized. They didn't,
1: they didn't want. They didn't want it. They didn't want it. They didn't want it hard enough. Yeah. Like, if it doesn't appear on screen, and if it doesn't appear on screen, it's not fucking canon. Okay. <laughs> like, like, they didn't try hard enough, and it didn't make it in. Because it was a sucky idea, okay? And that, that was the reason it didn't make it. So, like, it, you know, that's, and it, it deserved not to make it in. Because it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay? Like, anytime you get, like, those, those DVD extras and they're like, oh, let's look at the deleted scenes. The deleted scenes always suck. You're like, oh, I understand why they cut this for time.
0: There's one deleted scenes yeah. for Avengers Endgame where uh, uh, Rocket Raccoon is is trolling the Avengers team because, uh, you remember in the first Avengers film, the Chitauri attack because of Loki? Mm. Rocket's yeah, yeah, going, yeah. like, you guys had problems fighting the Chitauri? They're like the shittiest army in the galaxy. I kind of <laughs> wish that one was Canada. That, that's, that was I fucking know, hilarious. <laughs> but um, my, Preston, do you mind if we wrap it up here? Sounds good. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on the Last of Us podcast. As always, we'll be back again with Last of Us Season 2, Part 2, whatever it's called, whenever that airs, maybe in a couple of years. But uh, yeah, hope, hopefully you'll stick with us then. See you next time. Have a good one.